This is Melissa Golden, and you're listening to Freedom in Numbers, and this is The Morning Mouthful. Good Thursday morning, July 9th, 2020. Much of the news of late has been grumblings about what a deplorable country the United States is and has become. Many who seek to tear down statues in our great nation alike have made reference to the character of our founding fathers. Some direct descendants of Thomas Jefferson have even come forward asking that the Jefferson Memorial be removed. One such great-grandson, Lucian Truscott, had this to say in an opinion piece in the New York Times. The memorial is a shrine to a man who during his lifetime owned more than 600 slaves and had at least six children with one of them, Sally Hemings. It's a shrine to a man who famously wrote that all men are created equal in the Declaration of Independence that founded this nation, and yet never did much to make those words come true. For historical context, at the time the Declaration was written, Black people in this country and in many predominantly white nations were not considered men, so to speak. The majority of the population felt that blacks were far inferior to whites, intellectually especially, whether they were free or not. And even those who felt the slaves should be freed and and civil rights activists of the day would never dare to marry, let alone befriend, a black man. Fun fact. Many immigrants to America and other countries have been thought to be highly unintelligent by the native citizenry due to major differences in culture and an inability to speak the language of their newfound home. But I digress. Even the emancipation angel himself, Abraham Lincoln, habitually referred to black people as the N-word both in private and in political speeches. He told endless darky jokes at the expense of his black servants and he vehemently opposed the abolition of slavery, endorsed state laws barring black people from voting, holding office, or intermarrying with white people. Does a cloud of these two men justify their flagrant racism? No. Has slavery ever been a good or noble practice? No. Am I trying to justify the fact that Thomas Jefferson owned slaves? Also no, but with a caveat and hopefully some perspective. Thomas Jefferson lived from 1743 to 1826. Much of life during that time would seem deplorable to us now. Let's not forget how women were treated during these times either. Consuming horse and dog meat was an acceptable behavior. PETA would have absolutely lost their minds. Dueling was still legal. At this point, and I really do truly believe we need to bring dueling back. People would often make jewelry out of the hair of deceased loved ones in remembrance and wear that jewelry to signify their love and loss. Women wore cloth diapers when they menstruated and you could toss the contents of your chamber pot out your window onto the street below. You didn't even have to yell, four. The first American dictionary didn't even exist until two years after Thomas Jefferson died. 
And all of this hate for these men is coming from a generation of people who got words like worstest, bro hug, and irregardless added to the English dictionary. My point here is that times change. In my mind, the defamation of our founding fathers on the basis of slavery and racism would be similar to asking Great Britain to pay reparations to the entire world on the basis of the fact that they raped, pillaged, and murdered their way across the entire globe. Grow up. I stand behind the assertion that we currently live in the absolute best time to be alive. We have more opportunity, more money, and more overall freedom than we have ever had as a whole society. And don't try to tell me that capitalists are stealing everyone's money. You don't actually need an iPhone. They do still sell flip phones. You don't need a $1,300 phone. Here's another fun fact about how horrible life used to be as recently as the 1930s. I'm sure we're all familiar with the phrases piss poor or to say that someone doesn't have a pot to piss in. And these phrases come from American folklore. They used to use urine to tan animal skins, so families used to all pee in a pot. Once a day, it was taken and sold to the tannery. If you had to do this to survive, you were piss poor. But worse than that were the really poor folks who couldn't even afford to buy a pot. They didn't have a pot to piss in and were considered the lowest of the low. Whether these claims are true or not, it does speak volumes to the quality of life in the early 1900s in America. Today, local officials actually hand out a monthly stipend to any of the homeless folks living in Skid Row. All you got to do is go and collect your check for being homeless Actually, I think it's cash. Just go collect your cash for being homeless and being in the vicinity of Skid Row. But even then, even in the early 1900s, America was considered the land of promise and opportunity. And today, America is still kicking ass in a number of ways. As I discussed last Friday on Freedom in Numbers Morning Mouthful, We have led the world in incredible technological advancements with our scientists credited for the microchip, GPS, the personal computer, Facebook and other social networking sites, and American companies continue to dominate the global tech industry in absolutely every category that there can be technological advancements in medicine, weapons, uh, air and space travel, computer, like I said, tech, absolutely everything tech-related, we dominate. Immigrants to the United States have the highest wealth mobility of all immigrants, meaning that it is significantly easier to improve their financial standing here on U.S. soil than in any other country in the world. When you move to the U.S., you are almost guaranteed to be more successful here than you were in your home country. Thanks in part to that highly successful immigration, the U.S. has won more Olympic medals than any country in the world. And we didn't even invent the Olympics. 
According to the CAF World Giving Index, Americans are the most generous people on the planet. And in 2018, they gave away a huge 427, almost $428 billion to charitable causes. We produce the most beef, cheese, natural gas, oil, nuclear power, and fast food. And of course, we lead the world in a number of not-so-favorable categories. But mainstream media has already made sure that you are aware of those categories. Thomas Jefferson wanted to be remembered as the author of the Declaration of American Independence, of the Statute of Virginia for Religious Freedom, as he was a huge proponent for religious freedom, and the father of the University of Virginia, which he founded. He was mocked in his time for having children with Sally Hemings, as blacks and slaves were only acceptable as sexual partners, not partners. He was shamed even further for claiming those children as his own and giving them the best life he could within the confines of society. You have to wonder which practices we find completely acceptable today will one day be looked down on as a complete null and void of all redeeming character. At least all of Thomas Jefferson's and Abraham Lincoln's indiscretions weren't plastered all over the internet for everyone to see. Hey, freedom-loving listeners. Thank you for being a part of this morning's mouthful. If you need a little more freedom in your day, feel free to check out our weekend edition of Freedom in Numbers. We'll see you tomorrow.